You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. You know, risk management is job number one. And you, you, you know this, you're a subscriber. So on Monday, I sent out an alert to my subscribers saying that I was selling a few positions to build up some cash because basically um, the biggest risk going into this election is a contested election and which could see all assets, including the, the gold sector, sell off. Welcome back into Mining Stock Education. Thank you for tuning in. Well, I'm touching base again in this episode with the junior miner junkie, David Erfley. If you're not familiar with David's service, head on over to juniorminerjunkie.com. David just absolutely loves speculating in mining stocks. Therefore, he self-named himself the junior miner junkie. David, how's that addiction to mining stocks going this week? <laughs> hey, Bill, thanks a lot for having me on again. Yeah, it's it's an addiction, all right. But uh, with that addiction comes uh, proper risk management. You know, I mean, I, I've got all my savings in the in these things, and and now it's it's run up to about a million dollar portfolio. So, um, you know, risk management is job number one, and. Um, uh, you, you you know this. You're a subscriber. So on Monday, I sent out a alert to my subscribers saying that I was selling a few positions to build up some cash, because basically um, the biggest risk going into this election is a contested election, and which could see all assets, including the, the gold sector, sell off. You know, if there's if if either candidate does not concede the election, uh, and uh, and basically investors begin to lose faith in the actual election process. Um, this is a very real scenario that could happen. So um, having some cash in your portfolio right here is, is, is pretty prudent. Um, the, the gold level uh, to watch is on a closing basis is 1865. If we get a, a COMEX close below 1865, I think then we could get uh, a quick move down to that uh, 1750 to 1800 area, which is very strong support. And if you take a look at the, at the monthly chart, that would, would be a, a very healthy correction of a huge move that we've had that that needs to consolidate here so um in in the long term i really have no doubt that this is a bull market that will continue uh in the next uh two three years but in the short term it, it's a little murkier because of this election david how do you self-analyze yourself when you're looking at the macro political situation and you're coming to conclusions how do you critique yourself to see if you're being objective when you take that and then it influences the way you sell sell stocks or buy stocks in the gold sector. Well, I, that's a great question. I have to completely remove myself of my own biases and just follow the market. What's the market telling me? And um, four years ago, uh, right into the election, the gold miners were selling off into that election, and. Um, they were basically telling us that um, once the election results were known, the gold price was going to sell off. And that's exactly what happened. Um, I'm not saying that will happen this time because there's so many more unknowns here in this election. But it's still a pretty good idea to have some cash just in case. And as far as selecting um, what I'm going to sell, because, you know, uh, just about all my positions have, have done really well. And uh, there's there's quite a bit of profit in the portfolio. Um, the one position that I decided to sell was it was was in my top 10, but it become very overvalued to its peers and now has come to 
come to be close to a $2 billion market cap. So um, that's getting out of junior status. And um, it has had quite a, a large rise and it's trading at its all time highs here. So it's a good time to take uh, um, all my profit off off that position as my, myself and my subscribers have done really well with it over the past few years. So um, and there's there was also um, another position that um, the uh, the company just released a PEA recently and it's not really a tier one asset. Um, uh, they 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 uh, they calculated the gold price at fourteen fifty with the PEA, and um, I figure it'll be susceptible to more selling if the gold price does sell down to that seventeen fifty eighteen hundred area. And then there was another stock that I just missed my timing on, and um, I think maybe I can get it cheaper down the road. So. So um, uh, this has built up a, a nice 10% cash position in my portfolio now, and I feel more comfortable going to the election. What about tax law selling? I think last time we spoke, that wasn't going to be much of a concern for you. Is that still your position? Pretty much. But if you take a look at um, some of these juniors that have had huge runs, you know, I mean, we'll, 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 so let's just take a look at the GDXJ. It's gone up. It went up 183% in 4.8 months. So, you know, that's got to consolidate, you know, that's, that, that's, that's have to, that has to, uh, those gains have to consolidate for a while. And some of the juniors went up four or five, six times. And I was fortunate to have a couple of them. So I've trimmed uh, a few of them along the way because, you know, once, once they get too big in your portfolio, it's very, it's, it's a good idea to, to trim some of your profits. Um, but, uh, if you take a look at some of those stocks that have gone up that much, um, the the uh, the investors that were late to, to to the party in some of these stocks they're going to be selling for tax loss because you know um, if 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 they got into a stock that had already gone up five or six times um, and it's been selling off and um, they have a loss on it go, going into November December they're going to sell it and also you have to take into account that um, all these uh, most of these juniors did financings. Uh, since April, you know, the financings have really kicked into high gear. So a lot of that free trading paper is going to come, a lot of that paper is going to become free trading here. And it, it, it's starting to right now. So um, you take a look at uh, the companies that maybe they've gone down 20 or 30 percent and they have their uh, financings uh, come due here, their, their four month holding period coming off. They're going to sell down some more. So um, you just have to take a look at all these things before you make your decision on what to sell and what to buy. Osino Resources is a Ross Beattie-backed gold exploration company in mining-friendly Namibia. Osino's district-scale land package is situated near two producing gold mines, one of which Osino's management team previously developed and sold to B2 Gold. Osino's founders and management are experienced mining professionals who have already successfully developed and sold two companies in the past seven years. Osino has a tight share structure, and with its current treasury, it can self-fund the advancement of its gold discovery into at least 2022. This is an exploration company with drills turning that you'll definitely want to pay attention to. Osino trades in New York under the ticker O-S-I-I-F and in Toronto under the ticker O-S-I. To learn more, go to OsinoResources.com. That's OsinoResources.com. David, I received an email from uh, a newer mining speculator 
a young man in his 20s who has saved up U.S. $75,000, and he emailed me and said he wants to deploy half of it into the gold sector. If you were having coffee with this gentleman, he doesn't understand the gold sector the way you do, but he wants to deploy about $37,500 into it because he understands the general value proposition, how would you initially advise him? Oh, that's that's a good question. Um, if, he, if he has no exposure whatsoever to, to the gold space, I would take 10% of that and, and uh, buy some physical gold and silver. And, um, and then the rest of it, I would split up into some subsectors in, in the mining space. I would probably uh, take, I would probably put some of it in one major this is we're talking about somebody who's brand new to the sector here. Yes. Um, so so I would I would probably take uh, some of it and put put some of it into one major, um, uh, maybe uh, two mid tiers and then um, one high risk exploration company and then uh, one uh, medium risk developer and then maybe one growth oriented producer, uh, a small a small cap uh, growth oriented producer. Um, but, you know, heavily researched, of course. And since this person is new to the sector, I would suggest subscribing to, to a news, newsletter, you know, mine or, or somebody else's that are, that are, that are highly respected in, in the sector. There's, there, there's a few of them um, because um, you do not want to go blindly in, into this space without any knowledge of what you're doing. I mean, <laughs> I did that 18 years ago, and fortunately, I came out well on the other side, but um, I did a lot of research first, and I subscribed to a lot of newsletters. And um, I found out which ones were good, and I found out which ones were bad. And the, the ones that were good, um, I stole some of their ideas and incorporated into my own before I started mine. Dave, you and I focus uh, a lot of our weekly attention on studying these junior miners or staying on top of the positions that we've bought. But for somebody that either doesn't have the time to do that or doesn't want to do that, would you recommend maybe just buying a position in GDXJ? Well, um, they could, but, um, you know, GDXJ is, is not a junior ETF. You know, it's, it's a mid-tier ETF and there's a lot of bad companies in it as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so um, i I've spent a lot of time building my basically building my own GDXJ, which which is filled with juniors. You know, it's it, it control it holds now 27 positions and and now some cash. And um, as far as just buying the GDXJ, sure you'll you'll do well, but you can do better if if you commit some, a little more time to it. I'd like to go back to how you integrate your macro view when it comes to the political economic system and the more bottom up fundamental uh, approach that you take to studying the individual companies before you invest. I've heard funds that have even told me, Bill, we're a bottom-up fund, so we only look at the fundamentals of the company. And then I've heard other savvy investors say, Bill, I always start with the commodity price and the influences on the commodity price of the underlining explorer, developer, or producer. I tend to veer more towards the, the big picture, top-down influences, and then from there, select the, the juniors and do a bottom-up study. Can you talk about how you integrate the two, Dave, and how you've developed your pr approach over the years? Oh, sure. It's, you know, I, there's so much goes into it. Um, you know, it's, it's basically um, the, the macro, of course, 
Um, you know, we've as far as the macro was concerned, I think uh, all your listeners can can agree that the, the 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 macro climate right now has never been better for the gold price. Um, so, I mean, we all know that we're we're in a bull market again now for the first time in the juniors in eight years. So now that we know we're in this bull market, um, but we also know that a lot of the easy money has already been made. You know, uh, going back to, to, to what I said earlier uh, during this chat when I said that, that the GDXJ has gone up 183% in 4.8 months. So, and also during that time, just about every junior that needed money has cashed up, and that includes the bad ones. So um, there's a lot of bad ones out there. So you just you, you've got to do a lot of research to to to, to uh, separate the wheat from the chaff. But um, you know uh, the first thing I look at is always people, and then the you know the, the the management, and then the second thing I look at is the is the jurisdiction and how large the project is, and um, and, then, and then I just go from there. I mean, there's so many little intricacies that you look at. Uh, before you make a decision to buy and also technical analysis you know i mean i've i've followed companies for years before i took a position um my largest uh, uh win during this bull cycle that started in 2016 was novo resources and i followed that company for years before i took a position and um fortunately i took a position at the right time so um you can you can never do enough due diligence due diligence as far as i'm concerned and that includes not only before you purchase it but after you purchase it and um uh, when i started this service i mean it was the best thing that that i could ever do as far as 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 far as my um trading trading uh performance is concerned you know i've become a much better trader because i feel I feel, although I know I'm not responsible, I feel responsible for um, my my 400 plus subscribers now that are that are following my every move. So I do as much due diligence as I possibly can. Um, I, I create relationships with with all these management teams, and um, I just I just uh, pour over as much information as I possibly can before I make a decision. When you're doing technical analysis on these juniors. What are the main things you're looking at, the main indicators in regards to moving averages or otherwise? Well, you know, as, as far as as far as uh, technical analysis is concerned, I try to keep it as simple as possible. Um, you know, uh, I only use the relative strength index to determine if a stock is overbought or oversold because, you know, because it's simple. So, um, you know, uh, strong trends basically bottom at 40 to 50 RSI in a bull market and surpass 70 or even 90 in strong junior up legs. Uh, so, you know, if, if something gets to gets to 90 RSI on a weekly basis, I'm going to trim that position if, if I was fortunate enough to get in early before that took place. And uh, moving averages, you know, I look at the, the uh, 1850 and 200 day and week moving averages um, and also um, uh, trend lines. But on the, on the flip side of that, um, a lot of these juniors, um, technical analysis does, doesn't work as, as well because some of them can be illiquid and um, a lot of them are still very undervalued. So um, if, if, if I find a really undervalued stock and maybe it's a little overbought um, and I feel the sector is, is about to make a strong move, 
I'll go ahead and, and purchase it because, you know, I'm a newsletter writer and I found this and I'm th thinking to myself, well, hey, some other newsletter writer might find it too. And all it takes is is one high profile newsletter writer to, to discover a stock before I do or before anybody else does and the stock will just take off. So you got to take all these things into consideration, Bill. Oh, that's excellent advice, Dave. And your newsletter subscription, are there still openings? Yeah, it's about 85% full. Um, right now, and um, th there are still openings right now. Yeah, thanks for asking. JuniorMinerJunkie.com is Dave's website, and if you're newer to investing in the junior mining stocks, such as the young gentleman that emailed me uh, last week, uh, use David as an example, and you can go back and find some interviews, even I did with him back in 2017, where he shares a little bit more about his journey, but as he mentioned, he didn't come into this from a finance degree or being raised in a mining family. He discovered gold and then discovered the gold stocks and studied his way to success. So just use that as an encouragement. You too can uh, make money in this bull market, but make sure that you're applying yourself and doing all the necessary due diligence and action steps that you need. Well, Dave, I always appreciate talking to you. Thanks for coming on today's show. Always a pleasure, Bill. Thanks again for having me. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts it might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. 
If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.